Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. This is the seventh episode of the Wild Podcast, and today we have a special episode. Today, if you listened to the last episode, you remember at the end, or towards the end, we started talking about attendees versus attendance, which was an old debate between uh, Matt Chandler and Stephen Furtick. Yeah. And today, this episode, we're going to have our little own debate style. The first thing I want to say before we start, though, is that this is a not, like, anyone's going to be right or wrong, and right. we all realized that we had somewhat similar opinions on how we felt about it, so we're... But we wanted it to be interesting. We didn't all want to argue the same side. So, so we're obviously going to be arguing different sides. But what we're saying doesn't necessarily mean that we feel that way or whatever. We're just saying we're going to state some facts right. based off of the debate that we watched and some scripture. And uh, so that's how it's going to be. As Jaden said, right, right, right. We feel that you need both of them. You need the attendance and you need the attendees. So... We're going to break that down. Uh, attendance is going to be how many people are getting through the doors. And attendees is going to be focusing on the, the people who get in the doors and trying to build them. So we're going to go some points off of that. For the sake of this, um, we're going we're gonna to argue as if we're going to argue Stephen Furtick and Matt Chandler. Matt Chandler represents uh, the attendance. I mean, attendees, sorry. Matt Chandler is a preacher who preaches for attendees. Stephen Furtick, at the time of this, was a preacher. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Taylor. Tay, Tay. Okay. Not to mention, we also have a live audience. Yes. Today. And I was, we were on a roll, man. You know what, guys? Let's just, <laughs> no, let's, let's call it. Okay. Let's go home. It's just, yeah. let's call that's it. A bad, that. That's, that's a wrap, just, guys. That's right, it. Anyway, so Matt Chandler is going to represent, uh, he's a preacher who represents the attendees. He's preaching two attendees trying to build the biblical knowledge of his audience and stuff like that. And then Stephen Furtick uh, in the debate and all that was the guy representing attendance. He's known for bringing numbers in the doors and he's preaching, uh, trying to get as many lost people. He he says he tries to reach lost people. So he's trying to get as many people in the door as he can. And so I'm going to represent uh, a preacher who preaches for attendance, Stephen Furtick and Graham and Jaden, uh, might flip a little bit, but Graham and Jaden are going to represent uh, attendees. attendees, which is Matt Chandler, the way he preaches. So, again, we're not professionals. We're just going to voice kind of our opinions, even if we don't completely agree with them, and we're going to kind of try to make this a little interesting. That's right. That was That's a super right. long intro, so let's just kind of get into it. You want to like go it. first, Graham? I think Layton should go first because in the, the ladies first, right? And the attendance. Yeah, the attendance went first. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Ladies no, first, I want baby. I want you to go first though. No, no, no. I I, I agree with Graham. I'm on Graham's side. Okay, I'll all go day. First. Layton's first. All right, Graham. What's the main purpose for us being on Earth? What's our main purpose? To go make disciples. Go make disciples, which yeah. is exactly how um, Stephen Furtick preaches to his audience or his his people. He this is how he speaks to his church. His goal when he's speaking is to get as many people through the door as possible, um, and he doesn't want he doesn't spend a whole lot of time on the biblical things. He speaks t more towards evangelism. He's a very evangelistic, heavy person because he reads scripture where it says, you know, our goal is to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And he takes that uh, as the most important thing uh, when he's speaking to his church and when he's speaking to his people. His goal is to equip his people 
to go out and bring people in the church and go out and tell people about the name of Jesus um, so that he doesn't have to do it himself. Because if you're equipping people, it's the whole basis of discipleship. You disciple them, and then you send them out to bring more people in. And that's why he's able to get so many people through the doors of his church. I think uh, when at the time of this debate, he was a younger guy, I'll say. This was so long ago. Um, but he had like 10,000 baptisms at their church within like five years. Like crazy, crazy numbers. That is crazy. So that's what all I'm going to say Like um, for my first point, you know. Um, so we're I, called to make disciples of all nations, and that's the way that an attendance-heavy church preaches. So, so I do have a question about that. So, like Go you ahead. said, he he likes to get numbers in, right? Yes. So, also he also like does he focus on those? He doesn't really focus on those people, like that he brings in. Like, what do you mean, like? Okay. Like, so, and Graham's gonna go into this a little bit more. Matt Chandler focuses heavily on teaching his people like the scripture and stuff like that he wants them to be biblically knowledge right 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 but uh matt and this is not to say that stephen furtick doesn't do that like they both do a little of each other's things it's right, just right. like which one do they focused on more so because, like we said you need both but stephen furtick is a little bit more heavily focused on evangelism rather than um getting his people he tries to get full people, of biblical knowledge he tries to get people in so then it will lead to others to come to right like, he wants the people that are in the church to spread the word about jesus and to bring others to the church is that his goal it, yes 100 percent. okay so here's my viewpoint on it i am 100 percent for that but i believe if you focus on the attendees then the attendees will bring the attendance it's kind of like this quality over quantity and when you have quality you get quantity and I have a totally different viewpoint on this because I, I see it through a business-minded like perspective. Um, but like the way I started my business was I always focused on quality and the word of mouth. Like people would spread and talk about it. Um, so like people always talked about how I did good work and it spread, and that's what helped grow my business. So like that's why I believe if you focus on attendees then the like the quantity will come you don't as a preacher you don't have to focus on like how many is coming in you just got to focus on preaching to the right people and the right people will bring the numbers you see what i'm saying yeah 100 percent. i okay. see what you're saying but so um do you think that if you're te- if you're let's just say like if matt chandler is preaching people like getting them their heads full of like the biblical knowledge and stuff like that. Do you think that they're going to be as effective as bringing people in the church as someone who is preaching to their people evangelism and showing them and teaching them how to bring people in the church? Do you think they could be as effective? Uh, yes, because if you look at the way Jesus like walked his life, he just led. That's all I did. Um, and the ones that wanted to follow, followed. So I, I feel like, yes, so I mean that's that's all I have to say I about that. So I mean I mean see like I'm like stuck in the middle like it yeah. it kind of goes both ways like you, you know? need both for sure oh yeah no doubt about it it's just which one which one's more important you know Graham I mean what you got man what do you guys say on that so what I would have to say is when I think in my personal opinion when you focus more on the attendance side than the attendees you're like people can come to church 
Like if you're focused more on the attendance, you can come to church and never actually know Jesus. Like, and that's when I think when you start focusing on the attendees, you're building those people up. Cause like Matt Chandler said, the, he said our responsibility is to build the attendees that this is the only way to build a healthy church. And like, I like that because I think that's just, um, important because you're building them up in a like relationship with them that you're showing them the correct ways to live and you're showing them biblical ways to live and you're just pouring into them knowledge from the Bible. And I feel like if you're focused more on the attendance, it's like you're just there for the numbers and just trying to get people through the doors and you're just trying to get people baptized just so you can build up your numbers. Right. And like how many like, and it's not like I have no right to judge, but like how many of those were like really true commitment to Jesus Christ? Like, and I mean, that's not for us to decide. I feel like that. here's what I have to say. Um, I feel like the way that Stephen Furtick preaches and uh, like bring it for attendance instead of attendees and like Matt Chandler, the way he preaches is like way more theologically heavy than the way Stephen Furtick was preaching. And I feel like if like for new people to come in, I feel like it would be so much easier for them to understand the message that Stephen Furtick is delivering rather than Matt Chandler. Because like if you're going into a church for the first time and you've never heard about the name of Jesus and they're dropping all this like super theological stuff that like people who've been believers their whole life are having a hard time understand, it can be scary, you know? And so it could almost be an arc like it it's hard to determine like which one's more important long term. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like for getting new believers in the doors, without a doubt, I feel like it would have to be attendance. Well, well I see what you're saying about the like so like theological yeah that it it could scare people but at the same time like i feel like we need those people who are theological enough to answer questions but we need to be able to like have the people have that want to have questions like i know y'all know me like i'm always like having like questions like i'm i'm not always like 100 percent right but i have questions like so like i feel like if there's a way you can be a preacher that's so theological that you're not scaring people away, but you're allowing them to ask the questions, then I feel like that's probably like the... You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like that's kind of like the right way to do it as like a very theological person. Because like, when I have questions, like most of the time I go to Batball, like we were sitting at a dinner table, I was, I was eating, I was like, all right, so I got a podcast tonight. And I was like talking to them over like what their thoughts were about it um, with my family. And then my dad was like, he was talking about the church, one of his churches. It was a lukewarm church in Revelation 3.14. Yep. yep. Um, and I'll read the verse. I'll pull it up. Is it quick. like, uh, I'd rather you be hot or cold for if you are lukewarm, I'll gargle you up and spit you out. Is that the one you're talking about? Um, I'm not sure. Hold on. But it just talked about the church and about how like the lukewarm church, it just, it failed. Uh, it, yeah. it, didn't, it didn't work. So... I'm pulling it up right now. Let's see. It says, To the angel of the church in Laodicea, right? Laodicea. Laodicea? I think it's Laodicea. These are the words of the Amen, the faithful and the true witness, the ruler of God's creation. I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. So, and it was just talking about the church and just basically like a lukewarm church does it doesn't work. 
My bad. I'm sorry. No, you're good. Just a lukewarm warm church. It just doesn't work. Um, and we were just talking about that. And, like, the person I had to call, like, because my dad knew, knew about the church, but he didn't know exactly, like, what church it was. And he called my papa. There's someone theological who could answer the question. I agree. Obviously, you shouldn't be lukewarm, but. Right, right. I feel like. Go, Graham. What were you going to say? But I do think, like, Stephen Furtick, like, his sermons are great. Like, listening to Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. And I do like what you said, Layton, for a person that is a newcomer in the church. That is a great way for them, you know, to get started because, I mean, being super theological and all these big words, like, that would scare me if I was a new believer and stuff like that. So I think like I've been a believer for a long time, and sometimes it scares yeah, me. Like oh, yeah, like the Nehemiah series that was like it, that was a lot. And shout out JoJo. Yes, shout out. But um, like I think like Stephen Furtick does a great way of like relating kind of like life day to day issues into his sermons and stuff like that. I think um, can, can I say one quick thing about that church real quick? Yes. Jayden. So it was the uh the. The Loud Laodicea Church. Oh, the one that yeah, was yeah, in that, that was that, make, that kind of makes sense. Okay, um, so it says it was finally destroyed by the earthquake that struck Laodice, Laodicea during the reign of Emperor Focus and or whatever I can't even say that name. Um, but that was in the years of six hundred and two to six hundred and ten. So that just shows like history, right there, for it. Amen. So. The way Stephen Furtick um, preaches, his goal, like, let's just say um, if he wanted to uh, preach theologically and super attendee heavy, he absolutely could. And Matt Chandler could do the opposite because, I mean, they're both very well, um, they know their their stuff, okay? But what I'm going to say about the way Stephen Furtick preaches is he picked like a niche. He picked something that he wanted to speak, preach towards. He probably read in the Bible that um, you're supposed to make as many disciples as possible, uh, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And that he decided, like, okay, like this is the most important thing that I need to do because it says it in the Bible. So he probably, I mean, he took that literally because, well, yeah, you're supposed to. But he took that as his only, like, preaching thing. So his goal is to reach lost people, as he says. His goal is to get as many people as the doors as he can, get people who would not normally make it to church. And it's it's worked for him. So, so I got a question for you. I All got right. one answer. All right. So let's say this. All right. Let's say you're a person and you're bringing three friends, just hypothetical. They're lost. All right. Let's say you bring in three versus you bring in one. Do you think you'll have more effect on bringing three or bringing that one? Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, because like, if you think about this, like, I, and it's not you have an effect, but, like, if you bring that one person and you give that one person, like, your time, basically, because, like, I feel like a lot of people with in the church, like, let's say you bring, like, a big group that's three, which would be great. It would be. But if you bring that one person to church and they're actually hearing it and they're seeing that you're investing time as, like, a Christian, as a Christian friend, then they'll they'll see that more. But if you're just, like, bringing a bigger group, and you're only like focused on like a, hanging out with certain friends and stuff like that. Some people would. Like, you see what I'm saying? I feel like that's too much of a hypothetical question. Okay, I yeah, feel like, it is. Well, I completely see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, that person, that one person that you bring, may feel like you like 
like maybe love them more or like spent more time to go out of your way to invite that one person. They may feel more cared for. But here's the thing. When you bring a group of people, there's also a good thing about that because you have accountability all of a sudden. Like if you're bringing multiple people, if you bring one person, like I, I, brought, I brought, I'll bleep this, I brought to Pine Lake one time uh, to PL College, never came back. But let's just say, and that's just hypothetical, he could come back and, you know, and it could just be the person. But let's just say I brought um, like two or three people. All of a sudden, one says, he one doesn't know if he feels like going that week. He starts asking the other guys if they're going and they're like, yeah. And that starts to bring accountability in it. So I I see see what you're saying is 100% right, too. I see your point, But there could be a good side to bring in multiple people, too. So Because that one that wants to go will stay. Right, yeah. So, yeah, I see that. There could be... And like like we've been saying pretty much the whole time, you need both to run uh, a good church. We don't know anything about running a church, first of all, but we feel that you need to focus on building your attendees and then sending them out to get attendance. If you think about this, though, like the church is kind of like a business. So, I mean, and it could be run the same way because... Um, but you gotta be careful running it like a business. Well, but yeah, it is well, a business. It, but it's not. A, it's it's like a nonprofit, like business. Like you know what I mean? It's not for your own self. So like, I mean, it's basically like you get people, more people come, and it's kind of like a business in a way. That's how I see it. I, I don't know. I guess that's what I was called to do. I think one thing I love about the way that an attendance-driven church uh, preaches is, like, I don't know, they don't sit back, you know? Like, we don't have a lot of time on this earth, and we don't know how much time we have. And, like, even while we're filming this podcast, there's people out there dying who never knew Jesus. Right. And so what I love about the attendance-driven church is, like, they're trying to get as many of those people as possible. Because while we're believers, we're safe. We're going to heaven and but there's people out there who no one got to no one got to in time before they died to preach them the gospel or even tell them the name of jesus they never even had a fighting chance and so that's what i love about the attendance driven churches they're trying to get out there as soon as possible and get as many people as possible to just speak the name of jesus over them so that they at least have a chance to know jesus before they die if you think about this though like if you get them in the church um then jesus will do the cleaning Right. right, yeah, yeah. So, you got someone to say, Graham? I uh, do have one little thing to say. Yeah, go ahead, man. Um, I feel like also when it comes to an attendance-based church, I feel like that can also be intimidating for newcomers, like yeah, new believers. Yeah, I can see that for sure. Like, yeah. they're coming into a church with thousands of people in there. That's very intimidating. Yeah, for sure. I, they might think that people are sitting there going, oh, they don't know this, they don't know this. But I feel like if it's an attendee-based you know, those congregations are going to sometimes be smaller. So it's going to be easier for them to like get connected with someone to, for them to pour into them. I have a verse I want to say, and I guess this can kind of go with, so I got actually a couple verses. Um, this is Matthew 29, no, 28, 19 to 20. Let me see. All right. All right, it says, all right, this is basically your side, Leighton, about the attendance, I feel like. It says, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing yes, them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So I guess, I mean, that, that verse kind of hit on both. 
Is it that Matthew 28, 19, 19 to 21, 20? To 20. Just 20. 20. There's no 21 in this 28. Yeah, obviously that's where Stephen Furtick gets his, the beginning of that. Yeah, know, but, saying, baptize, but. I mean, uh, go and make disciples of all nations. Yeah, but he's missing the second verse. and says, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. How is he missing it? And teaching them to obey everything I have commanded them. So, like, yeah, you can tell them about Jesus, but you got to teach them to obey everything. Yeah, but, I mean, if they're coming to church and they're comfortable enough to where they can go out and share the gospel, surely they know Jesus' commandments. Right. Like, that's not theological stuff. That's basic stuff. Yeah, but, like, our world now today, like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I know what you mean. With Jesus, like, like people, like, kind of, like, abuse his. Yeah. Well, he, like, Stephen Furtick is not just like like bringing people in the doors and saying Jesus great guy go tell people about oh, him like yeah, he's giving yeah, them no, a little no, bit I, more teaching but I see what you're saying yeah, yeah you yeah. do need to teach them and equip them you can't and, just expect them to go tell about Jesus and not know who Jesus really is and then really I have is. this to go on about the attendees it says uh, it's about Paul what he said in 1 Corinthians three ten to 15 and it says according to the grace of God which was given to me like a wise master build Builder, I laid a foundation, and another is building on it. But each man must be careful how he builds on it. For no man can lay a foundation other than one which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now if any man builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each man's work will become evident. For the day will show it because it is to be revealed with fire, and the fire itself will test the quality of each man's work. If any man's work which he has built on it remains, he will receive a reward. If any man's work is burned up, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved, yet so as through fire. And it and it goes on, it says, I notice that Paul is making reference to the quality of the construction, not the quantity. A small amount of gold is worth more than a large amount of hay. The focus is on the inherent inherent properties of the material not on how much building was accomplished. Yeah, and so like we read scripture on the attendance, Matthew twenty eight nineteen, but that one, I mean, uh, that one is for sure for the attendees. Oh yeah, that is for because, sure. Because like building, like all Matt Chandler is doing, that's what he's doing. He's building a, a foundation, like he's building his people a, a foundation so that then that they can go out. So that is where um, if you're an attendance heavy church, you can you can fall off and you can miss yeah. because you had to create a foundation. You have to make sure that your body, uh, your church believer, your bodies in and, the church know what they're talking about. They right. can't just go out and speak Jesus. And, and that's when it comes to more like a business, like get that experience in under you. And it's kind of like you have the one head, get the experience under you, and then it just builds like a pyramid, you know, and it just keeps on building. So scary comparing like church to a business it feels so weird no it's it not it really does like it, it in listen, deep down it is a business but like you don't treat it like well, a normal business not that way okay so like i was told oh, i know this. what you're saying but i'm just saying like saying the word business <laughs> yeah, in church yeah i get that so weird. but it's i was told, like yeah i was told this though uh and this was by uh one of the, one of the guys i look up to uh he told me god is an entrepreneur though i mean if you think about it like in a in a way and there's like a whole like there's like a whole like uh, article about it that I was sent to, and it just talks about how God invests in us to invest in others, and it's just it's not really like money wise business. It's just how business works, which the only way business succeeds is through connections, people you know, and 
word of mouth, honestly. I mean, that's that's the only way, like, I've been able to succeed is doing good work, having the connections, knowing people, and just word of mouth. They spread that I do good work. So, and, I mean, that's kind of how, like, the church is. We spread about Jesus. He does good work. Um, he, like, and he's the only one that can save us from our sins, and and it just keeps on building because then we go to the older people for wisdom and like you you know so like, i mean yeah it, i know what you're saying it's not really like money wise i also feel like it kind of comes down to like what you want like do you want to go to an attendance like church or do you want to go to attendee yeah like, i could see that i feel like it all i just feel like it kind of boils down to that too because, I mean, I, honestly, this debate could go on for days. And it's oh, yeah. obviously been going on for years. So, yeah. yeah, it's been going on for a while. I think the most important thing is just making sure that you deliver to your body who Jesus was and who he is and uh, building that foundation for them like Matt Chandler does. Right. But also sending them out and letting them know like the importance of getting people to know about Jesus and bringing people to church and making sure that people don't die without ever hurting Jesus the way that Stephen Furtick does. Right. They're both like we've been saying like you have to have both. Right. And both of those churches do have both by the way. They just focus on one more than the other. So which one? If you're out there planting a church and you're listening to our podcast for whatever reason, which what kind of church are you going to be? Right. And that's it. See you guys. I'm mad. <laughs> <laughs> we just ended up I feel like we should have had like a like chip on here or something because yeah like this, like this concept like is a, probably like, way over our heads but we did our best i feel yeah. like we did a decent I feel job like we did like good. old chipper up in here sitting down with chip, the, chip. i want tim up in here for that tim is Dude, very very we wise haven't man. even got tim so wise well we just don't have another like i wish like, i was wiser but it'll come with age yeah, yeah come come with 80 taylor you know? do you have anything to say on like what we just spoke about come on say something say hey at least say hey say hey you don't want to hear your voice on the radio? Hey, guys. I I got in trouble. Taylor, the girl who is on our audience, is my girlfriend, by the way. She just texted me while we're on the podcast and goes, you have yet to introduce me as your girlfriend. So, everyone, the girl Taylor who said, hey, is the one we've been talking to. acquaintance. That's my girlfriend. Taylor, do you want to say anything about that? That's his little side hustle. She's shaking her head no and laughing very hard. If y'all want to see what she looks like, you can go to my Instagram. We'll just drop her in the podcast. Yeah, but I'm not going to say my Instagram. You just have to find it somehow. Do y'all want to close it out? I mean, um, honestly, I don't do care. Wanna... How do y'all think we did? Hold on. let's. Do we have an interesting fun fact? Oh, yeah. We have to do fun fact Friday. Oh, it actually is Friday. So we can actually do fun fact Friday. Unless y'all want to do as a matter of fact. Uh, as a matter of fact, I don't care. Oh, I have a fun fact. Does anyone else have a fun fact? I have an interesting fact. All right, go. As a matter of fact, all Fruit Loops are the same flavor, like all the different colors. Boom. Are M&M's all the same flavor? And Skittles and stuff? I don't know. Whoa, this this fact's going to blow your mind. Animals that lay eggs don't have belly buttons. How cool is that? Yo. Also, um, this is like super random. You can totally cut this out because it's kind of gross. But chickens don't pee. Really? Awesome. Yeah. Flamingos have to eat with their heads upside well, down. Well, they do. <laughs> uh, they y- just, y'all just missed it. Graham was trying to reenact how a flamingo eats.
Uh, this one says M and M's are named after their creators, Mars and Murray. Oh, I thought it was Marshall Mathers. I don't even know M and M. But also, here I'm gonna add another one. It says raspberries are a member of the rose family. That's beautiful, dude. That that is beautiful. On the, we're gonna end it on that. We hope you enjoyed our hopefully not too terrible debate. Um, just want to reiterate reiterate for like the thirtieth time that. We're not the wisest. Yes, and those weren't necessarily how we felt completely. We think that you need both of them. We just right. wanted to argue each side right. uh, to make it more interesting so we weren't arguing one side. As Jaden would say, right. 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 So, with that being said, we hope you enjoyed the podcast. Feel free to DM us at YLL Podcast on Instagram, or you can message us on Gmail at YolentLickers with an S at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. So, that concludes the seventh episode of the Wild Love Podcast. It's been Layton. It's been Jaden. And it's been Graham. And it's been Taylor making a bunch of noise in the background. Whoop, whoop. We'll right. see you next time. Peace. Right.